You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie. And today we're going to talk about some of the challenges of raising a puppy in an apartment. Because even though I've gone over crate training and potty training a few times throughout these episodes, living in an apartment creates additional challenges. So when I say apartment, essentially I mean a place that you have super close neighbors, maybe you can't get outside quickly. So you have to like go through a hallway or down a flight of stairs or down an elevator. And maybe you don't have a lot of room to for your dog to run around and get a lot of exercise, whether inside or even outside like in a backyard. So this could also apply if you're in a condo or in a, a townhouse. So this is something that has become very popular. Getting a dog getting a puppy when you're living in an apartment because a lot more places are allowing dogs, which is fantastic because I think everybody should own a dog, but it adds some complications that you may or may not be thinking about. So the very first thing I want to talk about is choosing the right dog because a dog that is a good apartment dog is very different from a dog that's a good farm dog. So first, you have to make sure that your building, your place, allows dogs. And then even if they do, a lot of times they have restrictions. And most of the time, it's about size. You know, it's dogs under 40 pounds or some kind of restriction like that, which I don't fully agree with, only because the size of the dog doesn't necessarily make them a good or bad apartment dog. There are plenty of small breeds out there that are super high energy, they're a little harder to potty train, and they tend to bark. And then there's large breeds that are couch potatoes. Those really large breeds like Great Danes and Massives, Sure, they need a lot of space physically, but if you have a couch or a dog bag big enough, all they need is a trot around the block and then they're snoozing for the rest of the day. So you definitely need to think about this even beyond size restrictions. When choosing which dog is going to be right for you, you know, keep in mind that smaller dogs, they tend to need to go out more. So they're harder to potty train and stop the accidents because they need to go out even more because they simply can't hold it. So if you're in a place where you're not going to, it's going to be hard to get your dog out often. Like if you're in a house and a young puppy needs to get out every two hours, a small breed in an apartment, you might need to get them out every hour. And then, you know, you have the really high energy dogs. Like there's Jack Russells. They're small, but you could take them, play fetch with them for three hours, take them on a hike, come home, and they're still going to be running laps around your apartment. So you need to be a really active person to have a dog like that in an apartment. So a couple options can be, you know, even if you're in this apartment temporarily and you want to get a dog and you're going to be moving into a house, so the dog will eventually have a place to run around 
then I still want you to keep in mind that you're going to be raising a puppy in an apartment or getting a new dog in an apartment because they're still going to be living that first part of their lives inside an apartment, even if it's just a year. That's the most essential time for your dog to be in an appropriate setting. So an idea might be to simply wait until you are in that house if you have your heart set on this dog that might struggle a little bit in the apartments. Another option, which is great, is adopt an older dog. A dog that's already potty trained, already crate trained. You already kind of know their personality, so you'll be able to tell whether they're a barker or not. And their puppy energy is gone. Maybe they've, they're old enough where they've mellowed out a little bit and they won't need as much exercise as a puppy would. That's a fantastic option. But for the rest of this episode, I'm going to go through a couple of the challenges of raising a puppy in an apartment. And then that will also give you more of an idea of what type of dog is going to be good for you and your situation. Okay. So. The challenges of potty training. So as I mentioned before, a lot of times when you're living in an apartment, a condo, a townhouse, that kind of building, you can't get your dog outside very quickly. So if you have to go down a hallway, a flight of stairs, down an elevator, you're going to have to keep that in mind that even when you're, you think your puppy's going to have to go, there's an extra couple minutes to get outside, which can make all the difference, especially with a young puppy. So getting them out more often, is usually the best solution to this. This is also where it's going to be super, super, super essential to get them on a schedule, eating, drinking, and going out. And also where I highly recommend investing in a dog walker, especially if it's a working household where nobody's home all day. Because not only do you want to get them out so there's no accidents inside, it will give you a little bit of a breather to get them their exercise that they need. Because a lot of times when you live in this kind of environment, there isn't a place for your, to bring your dog and let them just run around on a normal basis. Like maybe you can go to a local park or something like that. But on a daily basis, it's just a walk. And for a lot of dogs, you know, just taking them on a few walks a day isn't enough. So if you have a dog walker helping you out, then that can take a little bit off your shoulders. Now, a couple tricks that may help, especially if you are already have your puppy and you're still and you're living inside of an apartment or you know the puppy's coming. If you have a balcony. You can use it for emergencies only. So this isn't my favorite thing in the world, but it can help. You have a little area on your porch or balcony that you can use for emergencies. So whether you put a pad down or you put one of those grass things down, I'm not a fan of pads, we know this, but hear me out, where you're in that situation where your puppy's having an accident and you have to scoop them up and get them outside. And because of the way you're set up, that's not easy. You can scoop them up and bring them out to the pad outside. The drawback of this is that they may always see that porch or balcony as a place to go to the bathroom. The advantage is you're still going through a door and you're going outside. So they can still make that connection that we're not supposed to go to the bathroom inside. So emergency use only. So use it sparingly and come away from it as quickly as you can. Another trick is if you do have to get them out through a hallway, down a stairs, whatever it is, uh, carry them, especially first thing in the morning. Usually carrying them encourages them to hold it longer so you won't have one of those hallway accidents, which I am sure your neighbors will thank you for. And now speaking of neighbors, 
Let's talk about crate training. Crate training can be a struggle for just about every puppy owner at first because your dog's going to whine. Your dog is going to throw a little tantrum no matter what. Even if they don't do it right away, at some point they will. You know, they're puppies. They're Think of them as a toddler who wants something and needs to deal with not being able to get it, which mean, which is being right next to your side. So they're going to make some noise. And when you have neighbors, very close neighbors, this can be even more of a struggle. So as human beings, when our puppy's whining in the crate, no matter what our living situation is, our natural instinct is to go check on them, tell them it's okay, even walk back in the room and maybe even let them out. And all of those things are reinforcing the whining. A lot of times we don't mean to do it, but we're inadvertently doing it. Now, if we have close neighbors and we need to kind of shush our puppy because we don't want to make them mad, especially if it's 2 a.m., that adds to this struggle. This is the only place where I will, that I will encourage you to let your dog sleep in the bedroom with you. Typically, it's your personal preference. You know, I've seen plenty of dogs adjust not being in the bedroom. They do adjust better in the bedroom. And when we're talking about close neighbors and we don't want our dogs whining in the middle of the night, in the bedroom is where that is less likely to happen. So it's something to think about. And then during the day, you're going to make even more of an effort to crate train. So if you need to like let them just whine it out, Make an effort to do that during the day when hopefully it won't be as much of a disturbance with your neighbors. Something else I've had plenty of clients do is actually go and stay at a friend's house or a parent's house for a few nights, maybe even up to a week until the puppy's better at sleeping through the night and being in their crate during the day where you don't have to worry about those neighbors and you can get them to adjust to their crate quicker without that extra worry. And the last thing to keep in mind is that puppies destroy things. It's just the way it is. You could be as careful as you possibly can, but they are going to destroy something. And it very well may be something that doesn't belong to you if you are in an apartment, if you are renting. Now, when you live in a house, obviously this is, this is a concern. You're going to have to either sacrifice or pay for and replace whatever your puppy destroys. But sometimes in an apartment, the mindset is, oh, when something breaks, I call the landlord, they fix it. I know when I lived in an apartment, that was like the beauty of it. But if you have a dog and your dog destroys something, that most likely is going to come out of some kind of security deposit. That's why a lot of places that will allow you to have a dog, they ask for an extra security deposit, like a pet deposit, on top of their normal security deposit. So most likely, you're going to probably sacrifice that if you have a puppy because they like to chew on floorboards and molding and accidents can even leave damage on rugs. And it's just something to be prepared for and keep in mind, especially if you are on some kind of budget. So those are the main challenges, extra challenges to raising a puppy in an apartment, in a condo, or in a townhouse. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy, think about these and and what type of dog is going to be best for you. Maybe it's even not a puppy and it's an older dog, or you wait until your living situation is more ideal for the dog you want. 
And if you have your dog coming, just be prepared for these extra challenges. And that is all I have for you today. You can subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying it, if you rate and review it, it helps other puppy owners find this podcast. And if you want to continue training with me, you can join my online digital course, Your Perfect Puppy, which is a four-week course for new puppy owners, where not only you get a bunch of video lessons and bonuses, you get access to me for at least 12 months to ask all of the training questions you have. You can find more information on that at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.